0: Welcome back to From Her Point of View. This is our November episode. We did take a little break in October, but we are back and going strong. And with us today, we have Roshni Bharath. Thank you so much for joining us, Roshni.
1: Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. I'm excited.
0: And tell us just a little bit about who you are uh, for those that might not know you. Okay, so I'm Roshni Bharath. I was born in Durban,
1: South Africa. We have lived in the United States now for over... 25 years. Originally, we lived in South Florida, just outside Miami. Um, And then we moved to Tupelo for about two years. And then we moved to Canada for about two years. And then finally, we decided to settle in Tupelo. So
0: what brought you back to Tupelo? the people. The people.
1: This, this town has been wonderful to my family and I. Everyone was so welcoming. Uh, I love the Tupelo spirit that everyone talks about. I love the morals that were here. I love the church community that was here. So fi- when Benita was of an age where she had to have some stability, we decided to settle in Tupelo just to give her that good foundation that you need to become a well-rounded adults, I would say.
0: Absolutely. And Benita is your daughter. That's correct. So is do, how many children do you have? Just one Just child.
1: Benita. Yes, Benita is my old blessing. Um, she's... 28 years old and is working right now and deciding to go back to school but that's a whole different story. (laughs) She loves to study. That's great though. I guess that hasn't changed.
0: (laughs) So you've lived in Tupelo now for about 13 13 years. years Yes ma'am. Continuously. Yes ma'am. And what has it been like? um, We talked about you know coming back to Tupelo but what has it been like living in the United States, because, you know, like you said, you're from the United States originally.
1: So flying into South Florida from South Africa was a huge culture shock for my family and I. Uh, I still remember Benita was four and we flew into Miami and I'm like, oh my word. And I lived in a big city. Mm -hmm. Durban is a big, Mm -hmm. vibrant city, but Miami is a whole different level. And I grew up very much in a closed, sheltered community, I would say, so I wasn't prepared for Miami. Um, It was a culture shock, needless to say. I still remember the food portions here are humongous. That hasn't changed. (laughs) Um, But America is a wonderful place to live. If you're willing to work and willing to make something of your life, you can do it here. There's nothing that you cannot, you can reinvent yourself. So my Previous life in South Africa, I was in pharmacy, and now I work in banking. Wow! That, you that's know, such a, that's such a switch. <laughs> it was a that's big switch, a switch, yeah. So, um, when be, when we moved initially, I didn't want to work. I wanted to be with Benita just to make sure she adapts to the culture. Um, and so we, we chose for me to stay at home. And so I stayed and then eventually she was of an age where she didn't really need me that much. So I started working part-time in banking and it evolved from there. So, yeah.
0: So did, when you, when you worked in pharmacy, did you, were you an actual pharmacist or mm-hmm, did you do mm-hmm. something else? Yes, ma'am. That realm? yes ma'am.
1: Yes, wow. it was a... Totally different world altogether. Yeah. yeah, doing all of that compounding and all of that good stuff. Yeah, but wow. that's a new, different world now. I mean, it's been a long time, right. so a lot that's has changed, changed. a lot. Yes, ma'am. So mm-hmm. now
0: you're in banking, so kind of tell us what you do in Dupelo.
1: Okay, so... The bank that I'm with now is Bank First. We are uh, new to Tupelo. We just come in, we're just coming in. Um, I'm doing treasury management, which is, uh, you know, taking care of your business needs like the ACH, your credit card machines, and all of those behind the scenes that you would need for banking. Uh, I was a bank manager for, uh, for Trustmark Bank for over 13 years. I did a whole everything in banking. So this is a new venture for me, and I'm enjoying it.
0: That's amazing. And such a, like, that's just such a lot. That's a lot to digest for me, even because I went and got my degree in journalism. I'm working in journalism, but to imagine being in pharmacy and then switching to banking, that's just, that's such a unique story. And it's so cool that you have two different, completely different careers that you've been able to experience. I feel like most people stay very in one lane for most of their life.
1: Well, yes, I can see that. But honestly, If you put your mind to anything in this world, you can achieve it. Um, And banking's fun. And, you know, Mm. at the end of the day, pharmacy was, I went into it to help people. right? And banking is the same way. You want to help people. So that's basically how I look at it. And yes, we have different products, but, you know you're still helping someone and that that's more important for me
0: right well the 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 uh drive behind your career is still there what oh are, you know, absolutely and yes. whatever you do that's yes. that's so true yes so what uh, can you tell us a little bit about what drew you to tupelo or what keeps you here i guess that's kind of the better way to say it because you have Gosh. moved around a little bit
1: yes we have um Initially, I will say when we first drove into Tupelo and we stopped at a gas station and a young man helped my husband and he said, yes, sir. I knew right then that we were in the right space. Um, the people here were so welcoming. I remember meeting everyone. Everyone was kind. You know, they wanted, they made you feel like you belong. And when you're an immigrant and you want to, you 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 look for that. You look for a place where you feel like you belong. And I found that in Tupelo. Um, I I was blessed enough to stay at home for a while and I get involved in the community. I've volunteered in every aspect. I still do that. I volunteer in various um areas but i would say the biggest thing i i've learned is that for you to fit in you got to find find what it, where's the need in this community and just blend in um there's so much that this town has to offer it's amazing to me um there's nothing that you can't do in Tupelo there's we've grown so much mm. um I'm 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 proud to be a resident of Tupelo.
0: And what are some other things that you're involved in? I know you said you're oh, very involved. Okay, the so <laughs> you like to volunteer.
1: Yes, uh, I'm a member of the Qantas Club, so I'm part of the membership drive there. I am on the board of Regional Rehab. Um, I serve on the executive committee, the finance committee. I um, I'm highly I'm the treasurer for the Tuplo Running Club, and I'm an avid runner. I oh gosh let's see what else do I do I do I'm part of the cherry blossom festival that we have here um gosh stand beside her that's another committee I am on I'm also part of the Vitalent committee in Tupelo mm-hmm. uh, I help at Salvation Army whenever they need it I uh, hope I'm not missing out on anything
0: so you're involved in a variety of yes ma'am <laughs> of different organizations that are yes. serving different parts of the community. Mm-hmm. And I think that kind of goes back to from what i from from just now kind of meeting you and what you've told me finding the need in the community and meeting okay. it wherever wherever yes. wherever that need is.
1: Um I believe that we are called to help one another. And volunteering has given me that ability mm-hmm. to help another human being. And I think that is important for all of us to remember. No matter where you come from, no matter what your background is, we all have a unique gift that we can ha- share with everyone. Right. You know, So I and that's a big thing for me. I just really believe in
0: helping others. Absolutely. And what's something about this area that maybe you think is uh has has set it apart from other parts of the united states in that you know and from my perspective we have a very conducive environment for women to Mm -hmm. break through into leadership roles and to grow into leadership roles of course there's always room to improve but what have you noticed about the tupelo community that is that is supportive of women in particular
1: well i will say that for me i started off as a part-time teller Mm -hmm. And they, there was a, they noticed that they, you know I wanted to grow, and I had the drive, and I wanted to learn. So I would say, as a female, don't limit yourself. Mm-hmm. And I know there's going to be obstacles, there's barriers in every job, anyway, in life. But you can overcome that by just doing what you do to the very best of your ability. Uh, I don't, I've never allowed no to be an answer. If there was someone that said, you can't do it this way, well, I'll find another way.
0: Right.
1: You know, uh, I know, like growing up in a, during South Africa, during the apartheid era, there was always no to us. You know, I know that that was part of my history. But I also had great teachers and I also had great elders around me that instilled in us that you can achieve anything. Don't allow... The limitations of what people said on you determine your future. So that didn't, that stayed with me, and I and that's how I, I guess I live my life. Absolutely.
0: And and then you bring up a very very interesting experience that I don't think a lot of people, in particular people my age and younger, we really are not aware of what was going on in South Africa. Mm-hmm. Um, people know who Nelson Mandela is, yeah. but they really don't understand, you know, the division the Cultural significance of what what South Africa was, was enduring like. at a, at that time. So, can you kind of tell people a little bit about that? What it so, was like experiencing? Sure. That? Um, so, the the term
1: apartheid means separation, and it was it's an Afrikaans word that was the other language um, that we spoke in South Africa, and it was a system that was founded by the government at that time where we separated all the different race groups. So, we had all the indian community was in one area so we all attended just indian schools there was only certain areas that we could go to and shop and etc so it was just a system of separation basically um I still remember growing up, there was just certain beaches we couldn't go to. We didn't question it. You're not allowed to go there. You couldn't use a certain water. You know, if you were thirsty and we were in town one day, and like, no, you can't drink out of that faucet. you got to go here. And then, you know, as a child, you don't question those Mm -hmm. things. You just do as you are told by your elders. But as we grew up, we realized, like, I loved sports I was uh, very I enjoyed track a lot, but there was limitations in that there was no scholarships there was no growing in okay. that you know area so there was a system that was a you know kind of restricting us but we was I will say this we had such good teachers and our parents and the elders around us they always told us don't let that stop you don't don't let them take away the joy. Um, the biggest thing that I, we all our elders told us is your education. Mm-hmm. Go to school, mm-hmm. get you an education, because they can take everything from you, but they can't take away your education. So that was another interesting thing that apartheid mm-hmm. made us do. Right. You know, So all of us were taught oh, to always do our best and do well in school. Right. <laughs>
0: and I that's just... something that, I mean, <laughs> it's, it's crazy because, you know, in terms of recent history, it really wasn't that long ago. Um, Whereas in the United States, the civil rights movement was 30 years prior, Mm -hmm. but in South Africa... It just ended in 1994. Right. So, I mean, which I think is really why a lot of people (laughs) in my generation and younger aren't really aware of it Mm -hmm. because we were born right at the end or after. Mm -hmm. Uh, Mm -hmm. But what an incredible story that, you know, coming from that, especially, like I said, in such recent history, coming from that and then having... The motivation and, and having people instill that motivation. I mean, to continue working, to continue saying they're not going to take away our joy. Yeah. I will continue on and I will make something. And And here you are. And I mean, yeah.
1: Wow. I, 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 we've been so blessed. Uh, I think a lot has to do with your faith. Right. You know, God first in everything you do. And then we all, I mean, even you, you have, all, all of us have adversities in life. We all do. It may not be on the same level. Mm-hmm. But it's how you adjust to that and how you overcome that determines your future. So, yes, I have a unique story. But there's thousands of stories like mine. At the end of the day, we need to remember that, you know, our places, our purpose in here is to help one another. And, you know, and remember how blessed you are because we are so blessed. Like there's nothing you don't have in your life. You know, I always tell Benita that, hey, remember you have a roof over your head you have a meal and every day you know you are able to go to work you have you know there's nothing you short of like what right. are you you know so we are blessed right. so we need to remember to count our blessings and not look on the negative side of stuff
0: absolutely that's so true and and um, especially and, and I'm I'm gonna kind of circle back to this but being in banking mm-hmm. um, which is or has been, I would say, a male-dominated field. I've talked Absolutely. about this mm-hmm. with women before in banking. It's, you know, very much still, I would say, a male-dominated field. Uh, and I would assume that there's some adversity, just, you know, probably not as much as there was 20 years ago, but at s- still even in 2022, almost 2023. There's some times mm-hmm. where I would assume that, you know, you do feel like you're the minority because it's mostly male-dominated. So how do you overcome that? Or how do you work towards maybe encouraging more women to pursue banking and to pursue a career like yours? Well,
1: if we are going to make a change, we have to make, you know, be part of it. So right. um, for me, um, I just do my work and do it to the best of my ability. And then they realize like it's a main male dominant profession. Yes. Mm-hmm. But S- there they are lots of people realizing that they, it's actually the females that are doing a lot of the work and has all the answers like you locks where you know a lot of customers will be like when is my payment you well I don't know you know stuff like that but and then they realize that it's actually the lending assistant that knows more about loan than sometimes the lender so Yes, um, there is those obstacles, but I think that is because at one time there weren't a lot of females in banking. Mm -hmm.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: And that's changing. It is really changing. Um, And people are realizing it's... In banking, you have to build trust. End of Mm -hmm. discussion. Mm -hmm. If you trust your banker, male, female, whoever it is, then you will go with them. Then You will trust their advice. And that's what we are there to help you, to give you the best advice. And then it doesn't matter if you're a male or female. Right. So I don't look at that, those yeah. things. I don't allow those things to stop me. If I want to do, I mean, if I want to help someone, and I'm going to do it.
0: Right.
1: You know, and don't look at the, uh, yeah, there'll be no, there'll be a lot of no's. But you know what? That's okay. I'll still hold my head up and
0: keep moving forward. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> and that that's such a good attitude to have. And especially coming from, you know, a different country, uh, having a different profession before this and... You know, moving around a little bit and then coming back to Tupelo. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's just you have to have that attitude to in order to be so successful. And you just seem like you—you you really just don't take no for an answer. Which that is and great, that which is so <laughs> fantastic. And that's what so many women, I feel like, need to have that. And attitude. you have to
1: believe in your abilities. You right. know, if you are confident in what you are doing, if you believe in yourself. No one's going to question that. That's so true. Walk into that the room and so own so it. Own it. You know, I that mean, you know so what? True. You know your your field. So why question that? Don't allow others to give you self-doubt, you know? Own it and just go in there and do it. I mean, we are. I'm so blessed in life. And if I can help another female understand that, you know, you have so much to offer. Mm-hmm. Believe in yourself and you can achieve it. So...
0: There you go. End the story. End the story. That's all you need. Yeah, to... that's really, truly all you need is that belief in yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, I also have another, you know, an, another part of this story mm-hmm. that I want to go back to because being not from Tupelo and coming to Tupelo, it can, be, and I'm not from Tupelo either. Uh, it can be, it can kind of be challenging to mm-hmm. come to a a very well established community mm-hmm. that is just completely different than where you grew up and I grew up in South Mississippi and you know, people might think, <laughs> well, it's only three hours South, but it is very different, different. in that uh-huh. the towns are different, etc. But how did you, um, how did you adjust? How did you find a way to really own this community and come into it? Because I know for some people who are new to the mm-hmm. area, that can be very challenging. Mm-hmm. Um, I
1: will say a lot of times when people are reluctant to talk to you, I've realized is that because they don't know, mm-hmm. Uh, um, and what I try and do is I let them know who I am. So for me, what I discovered is volunteering in various areas, they got to know who I was. They understood that I was invested in their community. And when you're new to a community, you want to to demonstrate that you want to become part of the community. And by helping make the community better... What better way to show that? So that's what I found is that my volunteering helped me get to know the community and their needs. And from that, people started asking me questions, and I didn't mind. Right. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm okay with you asking me questions. And so I would answer them, and and that helped me. Mm-hmm. Um Uh, I would say being, you know, involved in my daughter's school, I met a lot of friends there, Uh, my hobbies, you know, going to run, met a lot of friends through that, that helped me. So when you come into a new community, and I know Tupelo is considered smaller than Mm -hmm. a bigger city, um, find out you know find different areas where there's like this uh, we have great organizations downtown main street cdf there's so many different organizations here that can help you plug in Mm -hmm. and you can you know you you know what your qualities are and how you can help the community with those qualities you know what you bring to the table can be i mean even if it's tutoring a child Mm -hmm. or reading with a child listening Mm -hmm. to a child read that's a
0: big asset right you know so that will help I think yeah that's that's true it you know you just you just have to kind of jump in head first and Mm -hmm. and you will meet people you will find a way to plug in and you're not going to you're never going to find out unless you actually do yeah just show up Half of it's just showing. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, and you know
1: we all have different cultures. Like I have a totally different culture. I'm South African, but I'm Indian, Mm -hmm. and I'm you know it's a different culture. And I love my culture, you know. But I also know that there's a lot that people don't know about my culture. So when I'm around and people ask me questions, I'm happy to answer them, you know. So I think that helps some. People feel more comfortable with me, I guess, because mm-hmm. they, you know, they realize that, okay, she's, you know, she won't get offended. I'm not offended.
0: Like, mm-hmm. ask me anything, you know? Right. You're an open book. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I, something <clears throat> that we talked about earlier and have been thinking about is, you know, you had these people in your life who influenced you, mm. your teachers, your family, that kind of developed who you are. They developed they helped you develop Mm -hmm. the parts of your personality that have led you to be successful. So who, you know, if you could just name one or maybe two people, who has been your biggest role model? And that doesn't necessarily have to be the people that you grew up with. Uh It could be anybody. But who would you say has kind of been your inspiration? So number one would be my mom. Mm -hmm. She's
1: a she was a single parent and she raised my brother and I and she worked two jobs. So absolutely my mom, she worked hard, um, seeing her go through everything, but she was never, you know, kind of upset with the world. She, she had such, she's, she has such a strong faith. I think that helped. And of course the Lord, I mean, without him, how will I be here? I mean, right. there's, there's times in your life when you realize this, you, you could have failed, but I mean, think about all of my history, like south africa apartheid all of that stuff you know i remember sitting in class and thinking america is a place i'll dream about i'll never go there but god was good you know i mean i kept my faith and it's through his blessings that we are here you know and um that would be one my i would definitely say my mom and a person apart from the lord um one of my english teachers um Mr. Khan, I remember him and I used to have these huge debates in English and we would talk about different aspects of life. And he would always instill on me to stop, you know, don't look within the box, look outside the box, think outside the box, think bigger than where you are, you know, and that encouraged me to do so, uh, to think beyond myself. So I think that was, those were the two people. Yeah.
0: It's always an English teacher, too, because <laughs> because I had a very, very influential English teacher in my life, Mr. Kirby, who probably is not listening to this, but if he was, uh, he might. Uh, he was very inspirational, and it seems like they, they somehow impart the same sort of motivational wisdom on all of us. Yeah, it's but just it, It's true. It, it kind of gives you this platform to reach outside or think outside the box and reach beyond the... Mm-hmm. Um, where you think you can reach, you know, reach for the stars. And, yeah. and I, I don't know, I think that's a very English teacher thing for, for many people yeah. uh, in their experiences. <laughs> so because of those experiences, it seems like you've really been able to develop a positive attitude. And, you know, for many people, that's that's difficult. We, I think we live in a, a time where we have so much exposure to the news and to what's mm-hmm. going on in the world that it can often leave us downtrodden and feeling like, you know, it's just doom and gloom and there's no way out and everything's bad. But, and, and I think that has affected our society in particular, particularly in the United States, we've seen a rise in anxiety and depression among younger people. Mm-hmm. But what is, you know, going through all the things you've been through and the changes you've been through, how have you individually as Roshni kept a positive attitude? Because God. I think, I think many people need to hear. It's God, my
1: faith. I mean, um, you cannot do anything without him first so trust in your faith and he's always there yes we all have problems i mean i also i mean i i lost my brother to covid 2 years ago and that was my only sibling you know that was my person but god is good you know although he he took him you know he's gone to heaven and i'll see him again but God has also shown me there's so much of beauty still in life, mm-hmm. you know, and we need to remember that you got to ha- keep your faith and trust in him. At the end of the day, that's who's in charge and everything
0: else will be okay. And post COVID for many people, I feel like it's been, it's been so hard for people to get over the hump mm-hmm. in their own, in their own mental well being. you know, not just with the news and all the things going on in the world, but just mm. being out of routine for two years most people were at least mm-hmm. and then coming back and everything's full throttle now I think so many people have been affected by that and I will say this you know women in particular and I, I would say especially mothers have have been I don't I teach piano on the side so I don't have children of my own but I teach children and I I see the parents of my students most of them who dropped them off or their mothers. And there, I just feel like, you know, there's so, so much of a weight on them, uh, particularly post COVID. I mean, they stayed home with their kids Mm -hmm. when they were doing virtual learning. And now it's just, there's so much. And I think that that affects women in a, a a difficult way. It affects men in a difficult way too. But I think that for women in particular, there's always that weight of the world that Mm -hmm. it just seems to have intensified lately. And, you know, you being a mother, how how have you kind of found that balance of the world's expectations of you, and then now I know your daughter's grown, mm-hmm. but how have you found that balance of okay, this is the world's expectations; these are my expectations. How have you kind of found that balance and moved moved past that? Um, well, of course, I keep my
1: faith, right? and that's one. But I also work out. Um, I have a great circle of running buddies. Mm-hmm. That kind of ground me, and we we have fellowship when we run on on Saturdays. Um, we all we have a friend. Her name is Esther, and she's Esther, like in the Bible. She's exactly <laughs> that. She has seven daughters, and she's a wonderful woman. You know, she kind of. We have a good group of ladies that kind of balance each other out, and when we we talk about these issues, and I think that's the biggest thing mm-hmm. is finding a way to let go. right? You know, finding an avenue, whether it's playing piano, mm-hmm. whether it's running, whether it's playing tennis, whether it's doing yoga, whether it's reading, whether right. it's just sitting outside and just being by yourself, mm-hmm. you know, 30 minutes. Mm-hmm. Give yourself 30 minutes. I think that will make a bigger, big difference in your life. Because um, women are so accustomed to always being go, 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 always giving more, Uh, giving to others and they forget about themselves right and so we have to remember in order for us to give and to take care of everyone else you got to take care of you too so find that little time for yourself give yourself a little bit of joy whatever it is um whether it's reading the bible reading a book I don't know just having a moment for yourself absolutely I think that has helped me um throughout throughout everything you know we still continued running because mm-hmm. like, you, you know, we could do that. Um, and I work out a lot. So that, I guess that balances me. Yeah.
0: <laughs> and that, that's a, that's a great point to have a moment for yourself. And, uh, for women, even women that don't have children, you know, I think that's, that's something we often forget is we feel like we have to take care of everybody else. Mm-hmm. And in, and in COVID and the pandemic, it, it was just heightened. It was like, all the kids were home, <laughs> and all the family was home, and it was... I but it was a um, good thing we, right, we it, got it did, family time. right? It did open up other opportunities that were you yeah. were getting something from it that you might not have expected. But then I also noticed something else that you said we, where uh, you run with a group of women. Mm-hmm. And I think that is also really important to have a core group of mm, women absolutely. supporters because... The world tries to pit us against each other and act like, you know, there's only one seat at the table. And that's not true. We have to make more (laughs) seats at the table. Absolutely.
1: That is one thing I would love to reiterate is that we women need to uplift each other. We all and we have that problem where we look at another female succeeding and we kind of want to bring them down and we have jealousy tendencies and that it just happens. But we need to embrace each other's abilities and help each other because you know what you could learn from that person Mm. you know and uh, honestly everyone's working to better themselves so
0: we need to embrace that absolutely so having a core support group of women supporting Mm -hmm. women which absolutely yes i'm blessed
1: that i have that oh my goodness they So uh, we have different groups we run during the week, and then we have a bigger group that runs on Saturdays. We do 10 to 12, whatever, miles together. And spending two hours together, you know you're going to know each other well. (laughs) So we share everything, how our week has been, how our husbands have driven us crazy, you know, all of that good (laughs) stuff. Yes. And, you know, when the run's done, you feel better, and, you know, we all go back to our lives, and, you know, we're okay. Yeah. So... It gives you an outlet.
0: Absolutely. You have to have That's that. A good reminder.
1: You have to have that. I, I don't think you can function very well if you don't have something. Right. You've you got to get 30 minutes, even anyone for that anyone. matter. That's yeah. true.
0: That's absolutely true. Because We, we are running.
1: so accustomed to life being busy, busy, busy. And yes, we have busy lives, but we also need to give each other time. You need to give yourself time. Mm-hmm. 30 minutes. It's not a lot it's not that's, that's that's I very, mean
0: that's very valid and and something that before we before we go this is something that I that just popped into my brain that I'm very curious to hear your thoughts you know oftentimes we hear that the pace of life in the United States is so much more stressful than other parts of the world do you Agreed. feel live having lived in another two other countries uh, living in Canada living in South Africa do you feel like that's yes. true Yes, Americans
1: are the hardest working people I've ever met. We work hard. Like they consistently, you know, more than 40 hours a week, we know that. Um, because we have to. Mm-hmm. But we also need to remember we cannot continue going that way. you got to have a break somewhere. And if you don't find that, you will eventually break down yourself. Mm-hmm. So we have to find a way to balance that Um like from South Africa, I would say we worked hard Monday to Friday, but come the weekend, you know, we found time to enjoy, enjoy each time. Mm-hmm. You know, whether it's going to the beach, whether it's going to the park, you know, something you gotta find. Like we have beautiful parks in Tupelo. Mm-hmm. I mean, I it's we do have a lot of
0: parks in Tupelo.
1: Absolutely, we have so many things that is free. You mm-hmm. know, you don't have to necessarily spend money to find that. You know, um, we have a lot of things that that we could do to give yourself that little break that you need. Because it's not always about working, and it's not the material things in life that is important, you know. We have to find that balance. Absolutely.
0: Wow, you ha- you have so much wisdom to offer so many people. It's just a joy. You should write a book. Oh, no. <laughs> <You> <laughs> not should, at all. You should write a motivational book. Because no, you
1: I'm blessed, and that's all God's doing. It's nothing me. It's all God. I mean, I'm blessed that I've had a few things that went my way, but God has been the one that has in done that. It's his work, not me.
0: <laughs> well, you have been such a joy to talk to and so inspirational. I hope that people that are listening – uh, man, woman, doesn't matter. But a particular, women that that they will take some inspiration from Roshni because you have been so such a light. And oh, thank you you. that actually is what my name means. Roshni really? means light. <laughs> wow. Well, then you are completely living out the meaning of your name. <laughs> thank but, you. Um, thank you so much for joining us today. Oh, thank you for having and me. And it was wonderful to talk to you and to get to know a little bit more about you and and the incredible women in Tupelo in the Tupelo area who are making such a difference in the lives of others and you certainly are making a difference in the lives of others
1: oh thank you so much for having me you are so pleasure
0: you are so welcome and that is the end of today's episode and we will catch you next time on from her